So welcome everybody to yet again another episode of Set Stories Podcast, a podcast where filmmakers like me and you talk about hashtag set life, set stories, you guys know what it's all about. My name is Hoodie. I don't have Charles with me this weekend, uh, this week, so it's a little weird, but, so it's just me everybody, but don't keep, keep it, keep it, keep listening to the episode because I have a very special guest on. Her name is Sarah Stunt. And I met her through another Set Stories podcast veteran, Helena. She was on our season three. So welcome, Sarah. You're, we have mutual friends. This is awesome. The film industry is so small. It's so small yet so big at the same time. I agree, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Yeah, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do in this crazy industry. Um, well, I initially... Uh, endeavor to be an actor and I spent many years going down that path and I still do it every now and then but um, kind of stepped away from it and focused more on writing and um, I'm from Toronto originally but when I first moved to LA I started working in development and that's kind of how I segued into more of like a, a writing role and I was a producer asked me if I had any interest in writing a script and I was like yeah I do oh that's so cool oh yeah. nice so I ended up writing my first feature there and I was like oh let's see what else can happen let's let's go from here and so it's kind of evolved I mean I would consider writing my my day job and um, I've been lucky enough to creatively produce as well and be on projects that I've written or other people have written so lots of onset experiences and I love being on set like it's my favorite thing as an actor and as a person in the industry I love it it's so much fun isn't it it's yeah. like even like just as like I've been AD and like on set a lot and like just watching everyone play and work is just it's a good feeling when everything is going well of course <laughs> it's true and like you spend your days kind of like it's a little bit of a slog right like the hours are long the work is hard there's so many things to accomplish. Sometimes oh, yeah. Well, sometimes they do, they don't. And when you have a moment to step back, you're like, holy crap, this is movie magic. Like, this yeah. is why I'm doing it. And that's like the best feeling and the most exciting thing about it. So you, you've produced your own scripts. Yes. That um, is, how does that feel like? I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> um, so I actually, I, I worked in commercials as well. So writing and producing. So that's a little bit of a different experience because mm -hmm. you end up sort of being like EP slash agency slash client slash writer. So it's a lot of hats. And so it's a, it's a different experience. And I like them because the days are shorter and or the, you know, the shoots are shorter. So like one or two days and it has a different kind of creative experience. But producing your own feature is like taking your child to daycare, but also standing there and watching, making sure they're being taken care of all day. So mm -hmm. uh, it was an interesting, the first time it was an interesting experience. Um, it's amazing to hear your words come off the page. I think that was like the craziest part. And then later in the edits and then post and like the final release, seeing it all kind of come together. You're like, oh man, I, I was a part of that. So it's a little bit of like a stepping out of your body experience. But also it's the stress of like, get the day done, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like from like a technical stuff and all that. Yeah, wow, that's so cool. Look at you, you've done you've done so much already. Oh man, I think you're our first Canadian guest too, I think. Oh, hooray for me. That, yeah, that's awesome. And usually like, 
I don't know if you've noticed this, but like there's Hollywood, there's no more work. It's going outside of the state. Like I'm seeing a lot of postings saying Atlanta or like Maine. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it's going away. So, but also Canada is very film oriented. I mean, Toronto, it has like TIFF, you know, it has one of the biggest festivals in the world, it's which terrible. I would love to go to. Oh man, that would, that would be, have you been to any, to, to TIFF before? Yeah, I've been, uh, I used to go a lot. Um, when I was in my like early 20s, I actually worked one year at the festival and then anything arts related where it's not necessarily your passion, but you're like helping other people do their passion, even if it's from like the lowest paying level, I consider that role as like a crusader for the arts. Like you're all there for the same reason. And, you know, I used to love going to the festival. The parties were great. <laughs> I love Toronto. That's where I'm from. But it is very much a service town, a service country, and my interest is in development. So that's kind of why I left. I was like, I want to be creating, and we don't really have the strongest model of creation compared to here, but we do have great crews and great talent. And I mean, we're doing a lot of great stuff now as well, but nice. I've been here for 11 years. So LA is a little bit more oh, wow. than Toronto for me. Yeah. Yeah. How, how are you liking the weather change? <laughs> Oh my gosh, like our winter here has been the worst winter I've ever felt. And I've become so LA and I hate <laughs> that. But like, yeah, I spent last year in New York just for a change of pace and scenery. And I bought my first winter jacket in like a million years. Oh, wow. I cannot believe I've had to use it. Yeah, it's crazy. I, for the first time, I think it was February or early March, it snowed. I have never seen snow fall from the sky. I've only seen it on the ground. I was, I live, I'm born and raised in LA. I've never seen snow fall. And that was the first time. And if people don't believe in climate change, you guys are like ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't yeah. or cold at all. I <laughs> you don't? Seen, no, I, I don't. I don't care for it. I never did. Not even when I was there. I'm like a terrible Canadian when it comes to winter. I'm not into it. Oh man. Well, it's nice. It's nice today. It's pretty nice today. It was it was in the 50s, but it it was okay. It was Last all right. With the rain that came out of nowhere. I oh yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm having a heat wave right now. So I'm I like, know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I want to hear. So what are do you have any set stories for us? The good, the bad, any anything. We I want to hear them all. I mean, I, I can like, I have a lot of set stories. Um, when I was first starting out as an actor in Toronto, I used to do a lot of background. Mm. That's, it was kind of interesting to me because that's kind of how I like stepped up a little bit. And it was the only way my parents would allow me to be an actor. They were like, you can't really do this yet. They didn't, they didn't want me to. But I remember one time we were shooting sort of by Lake Ontario on the waterfront and it was like a hot summer day and we were outside all day and I got, had gotten featured and I felt like this is the best hmm. thing that can ever happen and you get these vouchers and like I'm, you know, getting union credits and I'm like, this is amazing. And then I left and I realized that I had been like severely sunburned and I couldn't like drive because I had been out in the sun all day and I couldn't see and I was like oh my god of my life so like that's like the the bad movie magic where you like completely forget your elements because you're just so yep 
Yep. Drinking water is something I always forget. And you don't realize how serious that is until I'm like, why am I feeling so bad? Why do I feel like I have to throw up? Which I yeah. have left set before. And the second I got home, Just, yeah, it, it was bad. I was like, I haven't, yeah, I didn't drink water all day. And it was like a 12 hour day. And so, oh my God. So were you, were you also dehydrated? I think so. I was like, I think I had some serious sunstroke and I was like parked on the side of the highway. Like, it's going to take a minute. I'm going to be a while before I get home. Wait, makeup, makeup couldn't tell that you were turning? I, I guess not. Like, I don't, I mean, oh, I wasn't the star of the film, but yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, I was like, well, it's happened. I'm glad I did this experience, but note to self dress for the elements when you're on set, even if you're background. <laughs> yeah, no, that's always good. Yeah. Dang. But the scary. alternative of that, and I'm just talking about as an actor, the, the best time I ever had, I had like a small role on a TV show and I had to vomit blood and it was really messy. And I was like trapped in a glass box and it was like a one take deal. And of course I was mm. like hitting my pants because I was like, I fucked this up. Like, who am I to fuck this up? Yeah. It, was, it worked out fine. And the blood had to like come out of my mouth and hit the glass and kind of run down. I had to like run my hands over. It was very dramatic. And at the end, when I had wrapped, the hair and makeup crew were so kind to me that they like, gave me a shower and like gave me a facial in the makeup trailer and like did my nails they like took care of me so much and I was like I'm a nobody I'm not <laughs> here doing this thank you so freaking much like I was just floored by that graciousness I was like yes yeah. <laughs> oh is that normal I wonder I don't know I was like I, I was lucky because I had like you know the mini trailer because I was on so many days or whatever but it didn't have any of those things to get bloodied and I I just I just remember it being such a, a lovely experience and I'm like oh you did my job I'm watching <laughs> see this is I, I love like I love set life because it's like I had such a great time at work I spewed out blood it's like yeah. it's so awesome we're like so it's such a weird industry but I I love it we love it we're all crazy it is and and the people that like recognize you for those moments too is like also very jarring but mm. amazing because you're like who cares about me like I'm not I'm not the star of the show but the way that people attach themselves to what they see and how they experience things is like I guess why we do this unless yeah. it's creepy and stalkery but <laughs> knock on wood that hasn't been yeah happened. no yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So do you like, what kind of films do you write? What's your genre? Um, so my wheelhouse is more kind of like a dramedy scope. I work mostly in half hour TV. That's kind of my personal preference. And then I will write whatever I am asked to write. I don't, I'm not like a writer for hire. I mean, I've done that before. But I usually develop concepts with producers or directors or writers and kind of start from beginning to end. So the last one I just wrote is sort of uh, leans on a dramatic rom-com. Um, and it's kind of an international setting between LA and Europe. So that was like really amazing. Um, I've written sort of like thrillers. I've written dark dramas. 
I've written family movies. And I think a lot of that comes from the work that I do as a consultant. I work because I, I work as a consultant as well, just to from pitch to production, essentially with mostly writers and producers to help develop their ideas. And so I think I've just become sort of flexible with genre. But I want to make somebody laugh and get squeamish at the same time. Like that's really my goal. Like I want, I want people to feel uncomfortable in a good way. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I will like write whatever it is. I mean, as, as, as long as like, of course, you know, the characters have to be well-written, <laughs> you know, it doesn't like they can fit into any genre, but as long as like the character and the story and the core is what you're telling, like is truthful, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I'm, people will argue this, but, and I, and I also think this comes from a background in acting. Character is everything and action and behavior, you know, tell story, but like who these people are, if we're not invested in them, like who gives a fuck about what they're doing? Like who cares about where their journey begins and ends? If we don't like them, if we can't relate to them, it's not, it's not worth it. You know, it's not yeah. worth emotional investment. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think that's like the secret to writing something good, at least a good character. Like just make yeah. it relatable exactly. and people will see. And even if they're, I like it when like the the antagonist, like they give them, like don't, don't just make them bad. Make them like have, you're like, whoa, oh, okay. I, I had that same feeling. I wasn't gonna take it that far as just a movie, right. but you know, that's what makes it so more interesting. Complexity, guys. Yeah. This is, yeah, it's awesome. Bad guy, like that's a task that's, you know, amazing to, to accomplish, you know? Yeah. You want to have some of those, like, I really shouldn't be feeling like this, but I can't help it. Right. Yeah. What's better way to engage an audience than that? Jesus. It's true. If the conflict goes beyond the page and the screen hits home, then you, you, you know, you're doing your job. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Have you, have you had like a weird, you've, you've had, you've, so you've written for other people, right? Have you had them like give you a weird note that you just completely disagree with? You're like, oh, that wasn't really my intention. Um, like from my own things. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's definitely happened quite a bit, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, but it's also kind of learning how to like fight your battles. Um, and trusting the process and maybe somebody else's vision. I mean, it's hard to do because as a writer, I think that I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they never allow writers to set. I know. I mean, if you're just the writer, if you're a producer too, yeah. I mean, obviously you're the boss, but like, if you're just the writer, that's because a lot of things will change. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, wait, what, what did they say? What is this? Like five pages of improv that did not fit the story at all. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm not like fussy about verbatim. Like if you can do these words better by all means, but if you're not delivering the intention or, you know, what is necessary, then I have like a problem. I think maybe the, the biggest butting of heads came from a casting situation. Mm -hmm. um, I know we live in an age of like digital influencers and followers and likes and blue check marks and all that crap. But I believe across the board that talent should be booked based on talent and skill set. And sometimes that doesn't happen and sometimes there's nothing you can do to work with the situation. And mm -hmm. that's sort of a bummer because you kind of have to like relinquish because what can you do at that point, you know? 
yeah we'll it's really <laughs> yeah I don't yeah I don't like I remember like I was on set once and I was talking to a friend of mine who was on set I think she was a scripty and I I, I just mentioned somebody we were like it was to, it was on a break I was AD and we were just talking on set and I just mentioned somebody's name and the first thing that I was like oh is she like well known I asked her that and she's like, well, she has X amount of followers. I'm like, that's not what I meant. Yeah. It's, it's that generation. She was younger than me, but it was like, it's scary how that matters now. And I'm like, well, I'm not there. I will never be there. You know, that's not something like, once again, like talent reflects on talent. Like that's why you have auditions to like prove yourself. You know, it's I not agree. like, like, I don't care how many followers you have. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know it's, it's so horrible becomes the easiest rejection because you're like this is so outside of my realm this is not anything I can relate to like do what you want with it at this point because it's not it doesn't reflect me I, I know yeah. it should, but I had um a friend of mine is a showrunner who knew an executive who was looking for scripts for this influencer that they wanted to like move into tv and so they asked for a couple of samples of mine and that, you know, that's a great opportunity potentially. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't care if nothing happens with this, hmm. you know, it's like, do I really want to give my best pieces to somebody who's never been on a set before, who thinks that a cell phone is sufficient enough to create, I mean, yes, cell phones are great. We can do a lot with them, but like yeah. TikTok presence is not the same as having a starring role in a tv show yeah you know so. or who's just getting hired based on the statistics on their social media yeah. it's like what's going that that's horrible isn't it like what's going on it's so strange i know that there's like a new visa immigration visa just for influencers and you're like, what what basically Wait, what <laughs> yeah are you serious that is frightening i know but oh god I guess like we either change with these times or continue to resent them. I'm not really sure where I stand, but I just feel like there's got to be more quality than what the surface looks like right now. Yeah, exactly. Like social media is just the surface. Yeah. It doesn't mean, it, yeah, it doesn't go any deeper than that. It's very shallow. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. It's really scary. It's not my generation. I didn't grow up with this. So thank God. That's the one thing I'm like thankful for. Like I'm I excited. played, I played outside. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> I came home to an empty house when I was seven o'clock and I left or seven years old. And I let myself in. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Changing times. It's very strange. Yeah. Ugh. What are you, what are you going to do? I don't know. I know like <laughs> teenagers don't even watch TV. So it's like, who's this going to be for? right yeah it's so it's so crazy how like <clears throat> everything is streaming now yeah everything like every like every year I feel like there's a new streaming service like Peacock came out of nowhere mm -hmm. um there's there's Tubi there's Shutter. there's the big ones there's Pluto I don't I there's yeah. so many of them it's so strange yeah. I know I'm constantly like signing up and canceling my streaming accounts too because I'm only watching what I want to watch you know it's right like, there's just too much and if I don't care about it you know I'm not gonna pay yeah. for it but yeah true but. yeah
It's a weird time. It is. <laughs> Especially for us old, old people. Or I'm old. I don't know. I definitely, I think I'm old. I feel old. I'm old. <laughs> but um, so what is like, this is a weird question, but like, what's the craziest or weirdest thing that you've seen happen on set? Um, like a negative? It, it could be, it could be either. It could be whatever comes up to your, to your head. Cause I have a few that I think I've said before on the show, but it's like worth repeating. It's just weird. It's like little moments. I'm like, am I really doing this right now? I don't like, I can't really think of anything that made me, I can only think of negatives. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, I've had some moments for myself where I'm like, like, this is silly, but I was on this, I had a guest star on a TV show and there was like a dramatic scene and there was all these background and I had to like rush through the crowd and like have an argument and there are all these kids lined up on a railing and sitting there and one kid would like kick me every time I walked by and I was like what the hell like what it wasn't scripted no he was just <laughs> in the background just like sitting there kicking his legs and every time I ran by I would like kick, kick me in the shin oh my god like, what a dick I don't know what you're probably what the heck I felt so thrown by it and it was like such an emotional scene that I was already feeling heightened and I I just like leaned this is I feel terrible about this to this, to this day but I, I leaned over to like hair or something because she had to reset my hair every time and I was like there's this kid and he, he keeps kicking me like what the what I don't know what to do and she's like are you kidding and I was like no and I did another take and reset and they took him off set and they kicked him off and I was like oh fuck now there goes his daily right I just screwed with him <laughs> like, who does that no, I'm, I mean, that's that's like a great lesson, though. It's like you should always, which we have talking on the show on the, the show before, like speak up for yourself. Like if you don't, if you see something yeah. like going wrong, like say something about it, because it was obviously bothering you it was affecting your performance. Why the heck was he kicking? Like, just what? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I didn't feel good. And like, I was like, if I trip and like ruin the setup, like. And it got yeah. old and I backed up into a camera and it hit me in the head and it was like, you know, I'm just, this is like dumb at this point, you know? Which is, see, that's another thing that like women feel is like, they always feel like sorry about speaking up, which trust me, I, I know what that feels like. Cause you like, you, then you feel bad. And then it's like, well, but no, it was like the right thing to do. Like literally it was the right thing to do. I, I've seen it like to a bigger extreme too there's a, a well-known actress on, in this movie and she sat down on like a generator or something like offset or something and somebody from the crew said hey would you mind not sitting on that it's a little bit of a hazard there's like you know yeah. boys running everywhere and she had a meltdown she was just so upset that she got called out and was crying and he got removed from set and I was like that that feels a little bit extreme because you know we just don't touch each other's things and common courtesy says like you know your space is your space and vice versa but I understand her reacting to that moment and feeling like she had done something wrong it didn't need to get blown out of proportion but it's hard yeah. to find the balance of like sure man no, no problem sorry I'll yeah but especially with like famous people 
that's yeah. always that's always really tough I've, I've been on set with um sort of famous people and I mean it, it was like a chill set um but like no, nothing bad happened to me um the main the main actress is actually from New Zealand and she's like a stunt woman well-known stunt woman she asked me where the beer was that was cool, but I didn't. I didn't understand what she was saying because it was very strong accent. Yeah, uh, her name was Zoe Bell. I mean, I think I've said this on the yeah. show before, but that was really cool. But she was also like the, the producer as well, so she was kind of my boss. So I was like, I like bowed down to her. I was like, it's outside. Like I was like, <laughs> it was like super. But she, I mean, she was cool. But yeah, but how how do you sit on a generator? Aren't they like really hot? <laughs> I don't know. I, it was just like one of those things where. I, I saw it happen and I was like, mm -hmm. girl, you maybe want to get off, off, like, I don't know, like you have chairs set up for you yeah. all over the place, you know? Yeah. With your name you on know, it, probably. You know, set courtesy. I, I understand that. And there is a certain harshness sometimes, like not everybody gets along or speaks the same language, but, mm -hmm. to do. but it was just a moment where I was like, I equally feel for both of them right now. But. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be the that guy or like they usually send the PA to do the dirty work because yeah. you know the PAs or who cares about the PAs but oh, um oh man is. oh god yeah that's always that's always a tough situation yeah I've seen people um be fired from set from coming in late in front of me oh, which really? is crazy yeah because they because they were late yeah. and technically we didn't need them yet it was sound and I was like, okay, but they, they were late and uh, it is what it is. That's always scary too. Yeah, it is. I know. I, I'm always afraid of that. I mean, we're all sort of replaceable. To yeah. And everybody wants to work and everybody thinks they can do these jobs and, you know, you're never really safe or secure here. Yeah. And, and it's like never appreciated until you do something really bad. Yeah, it's true. And that's why like, my personal rule of thumb is on every set to be like, hey, how you doing? Like checking in with everybody as much as you can because who knows what's happening in yeah. anybody's day. Oh my life. God, that's awesome. Yeah, I do that too. Whenever I'm AD, I even just like, like a smile or like, and I literally mean like, how are you? Like, do you need anything? Yeah. And I, I mean that, like, I hope, I mean, I'm a nice, I'm a nice person. I don't have any ego or anything like that, but I hope that like whenever I'm, I have the <clears throat> whatever control I have on set as an AD, I hope that people are comfortable to come up to me with any question, with any problem. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's really important to me as well. I think so. Like we're structured sort of hierarchically, hierarchy, hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. like you look at the call sheet, look at the backside, you know, everything is already structured, but nobody should really feel that way on set. Like, yeah, I think we're all there for the same reason, hopefully to do the best job possible. Yeah. And so why would we treat each other less than like, I yeah, have no exactly. to that at all. Like, yeah. That never made sense to me. It's like, what, you know, what never made sense that like, I've, I'm a victim of it. I still do it, but talent always has to eat first. I know it's like a it's but it's like ingrained into our brains and like film school it's like talent first of course wh whoever if they need to be in like hair and makeup like they need to like eat in like 20 minutes that's fine yeah. but it's why like why can't 
the gaffer go and he's ready to go like it, it's it's such a horrible thing but I still kind of do it because I don't want to get in trouble you know I don't want to like um yeah it's it's really weird it's really weird it's very uncomfortable and yeah. I think for the most part in my experience when I've seen that or it's happened everybody's really gracious about it like we're all kind of just acknowledging yeah like this is weird like sorry we're just following the rules you know yeah but it's a not a good thing I don't yeah I think it needs to change like just whoever wants to get it first come first serve you know yeah, I mean, last man is last man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's why I'm just saying, just get your lunch now because I have to clock in. Like, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. man. But some of, so some of the craziest and weirdest things that I've experienced, which I'm going to share with yeah. you because you've said yours, I had to, I got a gig one time. It was a long time ago now, like way before the pandemic. I was, I guess you could call it like a videographer. I filmed a real funeral. Oh, open casket and everything that was that was a weird experience um yeah it was for rich people I guess I I didn't I didn't know they weren't famous or anything like that but I was like who would want this on a dvd like what like it was, it was really strange that is so uncomfortable yeah did they give you like fair warning in advance so you had to I, I honestly, it was such a long time ago. I don't, I would have been like really surprised if I showed up, like, I'm like, we're doing what today? What? <laughs> I think I knew that, but I don't think I knew it was open casket or I didn't expect it. Maybe I thought it was a joke. I don't know what was going on in my head, but that was, that was a really weird experience. I'd say yeah. that's, that's like, you should write that into something like that <laughs> <laughs> into a comedy yeah exactly yeah I should and then um I also I so I do a lot of sound on set as well um and I had to record an actor after we were done with the day you know like sound is you're like oh we need like a few wild lines or like room tone or whatever yeah. it was the last thing and um, I, I I love actors I swear but some of them are like they commit I needed to record him. It was a guy with ma a male actor. So in the, it was like really weird, but it was in front of the whole cast and crew. Like he, I would have said like, oh, do you want to go in the corner? He's like, no, it's fine, right here, whatever. It's like, all right, all right, it's your thing. In the film, he was sexually assaulting another woman in the film, but he didn't, the director didn't show it, but we could hear it. So I had to be the one to record it. And we, oh, he man. did the grunting and the moaning in front of the whole crew. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is really weird. But he was also very committed to the role. So he was doing a lot of bodily movements at the same time. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so that was, I mean, that was like funny. And I mean, he was a cool dude, but I'm like, this is just, what <laughs> you know no way to not make that uncomfortable unless yeah. you're doing all the body movements as well <laughs> that's right i mean i mean commitment you know that you got to get the performance out so yeah. that was interesting but i, I you know at the I, same time like i love doing that like it's just so cool i mean to see people kind of transform like that is pretty impressive yeah but maybe not the person in the casket but <laughs> yeah it was just like like i would have happily this sounds really weird I would have happily gone to the back with him to do that 
sounds really weird to be saying that out loud, but like just for the job. But like he said, no, it's fine, we can do it here. Cause we were kind of like in the middle of rapping and like, you know, I wanted to hurry it up. But like, yeah, it was, uh, I was like, all right, that 30 seconds, we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, we got it, all right, bye. <laughs> you know, it was like really strange. You're like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you wanna, I, want, I don't wanna keep the audio, thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man but i i love actors i think they're very brave like they're yeah. very brave oh man it's i know i i'm i've been obsessed sort of like i've only ever wanted to be a writer or an actor my whole life so i kind of go back between these like emotional states of mind when i think about where i want to be and what i want to be doing or what it is when i'm doing it and like i everybody celebrates new year's on new year's mm -hmm. not everybody but you know generally and my new year's is oscar night and as like highly contested and you know bullshitty as it is and like this is the time of year that i make my resolutions because i'm so happy for all these people who are being acknowledged for the work and the passion you know and it just makes me so happy like yeah I'm just so emotional over seeing these people who we kind of like grow up with or we're used to seeing or those we've never even heard of and they're just so gracious Mm -hmm. what they've been given and it's like I don't necessarily think I need to win an Oscar but like to be at a point to be at that point like I just feel like what an amazing journey yeah especially this year's Oscars I mean with Ki Hui Huan and like Brendan I mean come on I'm gonna start crying now because when he looked at the camera and said just don't give up I know as cliche as that sounds it is true it is so true. Yeah. And, and yeah. I need that. Like this job is so hard. This industry is so hard. And I don't know about you, but I just feel like I keep getting older and older and doing less and less. Or I plot mm -hmm. so faster and faster and I want more and more and more. Yeah. And like you get stuck so easily. It's like, how do I get beyond this next part? How do I do something different? And then you see these people who've been at it for so long. And you're like, well, that's how you do it. You just keep going, you know? Just yeah doing it yeah because you never know yeah and it's yeah. like you're not really in this industry to win it you're just in it to sustain and we forget that because it's you know blanketed by ideas about fame you know yeah, and followers and followers yeah exactly yeah it's crazy yeah I like I don't know just this year's award season was crazy just because we saw a lot of acknowledgement from like people like Ki Hui Kwan who like stopped working for like 20 years because he couldn't get a role and I was like wait but he's been in Indiana Jones like that was one of the biggest and still it was still hard for him and yeah. now look if he gave up what would have happened yeah. and I always think back to like the story of like Walt Disney like I, I don't know if you're a Disney fan at all but like if we if he gave up like people said no to him in the beginning like a mouse that's stupid yeah. if he gave up I can't imagine a world without Walt Disney or any of those movies or any of those characters. So I'm like, dang, just, you know, keep yeah. going, keep going. Yeah. yeah, I get to these points too, where like, I'm kind of in a transition with management next steps and like what I want to be doing. And I'm, I'm a freelancer and I'm tired of it. Like I, yeah. Yeah, I don't love just being, not just being because it's nothing, but like being staffed on one show for one season for 22 weeks possibly feels like a breath of fresh air a learning experience just like something very different and special and 
I I'm at this point now where I'm like, how many more pilots do I need to write until it's the right one to get me into the rooms that I'm looking at and the people that I'm talking to? And I have this moment where I'm like, well, what, why bother? Like nobody's reading it, so I'm not going to write it. And then as soon as I get over that hump, I'm like, well, I'm reading it. I count. Like this is why mm -hmm. I'm doing it. So if I can't find the happiness of just doing it, then I'm, I shouldn't be doing it anymore. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. Well said. Because I I've had that exact same feeling right now which yeah. is why I haven't been writing as much. It's like, well, I believe in it. Like I, I'm also like a director too. So I see the vision and everything. I mean, as a writer, you have to see the vision as well. Yeah. You have to be very visual, but um, yeah, I'm just like, well, what's the point? Like no one, it's not going to sell. Like, I don't even know how to sell. They yeah. don't even teach you in film school. They don't teach you how to, they just teach you how to open a tripod correctly. Like that's <laughs> honestly, that's probably it. Or like how to do a C-stand, you know, it's like, but like, marketing is something that I've never learned before and that's very important in this industry um so yeah that's I mean that's really important to hear it's because I'm feeling really down now because it's like what's the point and like writing yeah. could take a decade to get a good draft yeah I mean it could you know just because if you're not in the right mindset or work gets in the way you know you gotta you know it's hard you need to like fully commit to the draft and like the characters and make sure it's good and perfect and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it is really hard. And I, I, I also like, I'm trying to, well, have been working on like a TV show idea that I've had for years. And it's like, all these people are like saying, yeah, I have producers. Yeah. It's like, they're just lying to me. And I'm like, what? like I'm doing all this work for, for like, for what? Yeah. yeah it's tough. It's funny. My, showrunner friend I'm always like pitching him ideas and talking and I'm lucky because he treats me like an equal so we get to talk story and run ideas past each other often and he always tells me like you do less like you don't need to write the bible you don't need to do the pitch deck you don't need to yeah. have script at 100 like people should be paying you for that if it's going to that point so like do the best that you can to showcase what you need right now which is me, I need to define my voice as a writer because I want to get into the genre so that I can be meeting with these people so I can be staffed on the show. And if I want to develop, which is separate, and even though they go hand to hand, it's like, wait until somebody asks for it. Like, don't bust your nut trying to do something for nobody at this point, you know? And because you get so many notes and things change and your story changes, it's like, I rewrite that thing over and over again anyway. So that's yeah, that's true. For me to let go and just like let the stories be enough. Cause I'm like, I need to do more. Like I'm not doing enough, but sometimes it is just enough. Yeah. I'm sort of in that like length too with like my, the show idea that I've, that I've had. I'm like, I'm going to get a pitch deck and all this stuff. And it's like, but if I can't show it to anybody that matters, you know, instead of like my friends, obviously yeah. um, it's like, what's the, What's the point? Yeah. Like I already have a pilot written and I've had it copywritten, you know, just to, I can't copyright an idea. So I was like, let me just have a solid, cause I know it could change like a little bit here and there, it's fine. But at least to have that, but still it's like, it's really hard to like get in the, the writer's room or, or just to, you know, to like not have a right. I was gonna do a Phoebe Waller bridge thing where I'm like, I'm like gonna write the whole thing myself. And like, I had it planned for like, three seasons, 10 episodes each, like 20 minutes long, kind of like Fleabag, like in that yep. sense. But it, yeah, it's, I mean, I need, I need a budget, right? <laughs> so 
Yeah, it's it's tough and stuff that they don't teach you in school. Well, and the rules change so often. Like what, what were pitch decks five years ago? You know, like yeah, Canva wasn't a thing that everybody was using. Yeah, more than five years ago. You know what I mean? Like it's there's too many changes and people don't fucking know what they want. Not even the decision makers. Like it's too hard bending to somebody without actually having specificity. And yeah. It's tiring. Yeah. Are you a fan of Harry Potter at all? So I've never watched the movies, but I did read the third book. I don't know. Why. <laughs> it's the third book. Oh, that's the best one. That's the only one you need to read. But they, it, it just reminded me because like they're doing a Harry Potter reboot, like as like a TV show. Yeah. And nobody is happy about it. Nobody. Nobody asked for it. They're going to spend millions of dollars doing like, I'm like, what is going on? And that's probably in the development stage as yeah. well. I'm like, what? Who decided? Like, we don't need this. What? Is I don't understand the reboot culture in general. No, I don't either. It's too much. They just, they can't take networks, traditional networks can't take risks because they can't compete with streamers. And so they reboot to the audiences that still exist, which are because it's safer watch dragon <laughs> you know like, yeah because it's safer for them it's like guaranteed a little bit of box office i'm like well yeah. where's the origin i've always been like they're my friends who are writers who have been working really hard on their original scripts are being like neglected but no let's still let's remake cinderella again it's like, what? like I know. it's Batman, so bad it's so Batman's bad no offense batman fans but like every genre universe like i don't know i mean i'm not a yeah. huge fan of the franchise thing for no reason other than I just never got into it and I'd have mm -hmm. to start getting to understand but it's like why are we spending all this money on regurgitating what we've already seen like yeah we, we've been on this bid to represent diversity and different voices and women and what do we do we rehash the same shit over and over again you know? yep yeah which is why I like the like if I had to choose I don't want to go the studio route I'd rather go like the indie route at least they're like doing um, independent, like independent, like er original stories that are yeah. very unique, very unique, so. Yeah, I mean, beggars can't be choosers, although it's easier to talk about, but I mean, sometimes I think, what would I actually say if I ended up on a procedural reboot? I'm like, I've never written a procedural. I've never watched this original show. I would do my homework, but at the same time, I wonder if I feel sort of unsatisfied because it's like limited creativity. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being kind of a snotty bitch right now and I don't mean to be <laughs> What's a procedural reboot? Uh, like, um, like, Dragnet or what's that what's Magna PI like those old shows where it's just oh, like okay. to episode is sort of like a like a law and order but like yeah okay oh yeah I can't imagine those I feel like the writer's room would all just be research 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 all the time which yeah. is kind of as a writer as like that kind of um that part of aspect of writing I hate it like I don't I don't hate it. I don't want to say that it's just like the most boring part because mm -hmm. it's just like all right I have because I might one of my shows that I'm that I've been working on for years now is like a woman dealing with schizophrenia so I had to I had to do a lot of research yeah. about schizophrenia and that's opened my eyes to a lot of stuff but it's just like it's very you know it has no 
it's like, yeah, I need to know that in order to put it into my character in order to understand her. But it's just like, oh, I just want to get to the story. <laughs> no, the instinct to get to the page is like overwhelming. And we forget yeah. that so many steps beforehand. What's your process? Of writing? Yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes it's it's so funny. I, I, sometimes it's from like the inside out. I like think of like an image that comes to me um, that the character might might be doing. And then I'm like, that's interesting. I want to know more about her. And then I, I build that world. Um, and then sometimes it's just like an opening sequence or like a scene that's very, that just stays in my head for a long time. And I just need to get it out of there. And so that comes from that. It's very strange, but I, I like, I'm like a sponge. I listen to music when I write. I like, I don't, God bless writers or editors even to like sit down for eight hours a day, don't move and like write or edit or do whatever. I'm like, I can't do that. I always need to be, go out for a walk. I always take like a notepad with me or I bring my, you know, like huge notebook or, you know, I listen to, to music within the same genre or I watch movies or shows with the same mm -hmm. thing that like inspired me. So yeah, I'm very, I like to get stuff from everywhere or I go to like cafes and listen to people or it's how they talk and stuff like that. Like anything can influence me, which is like a good and bad thing. Cause in a lot of, it's like yeah. ovary sensory <laughs> load, but, but yeah, I usually like, it starts with like an image or a line, even like a line of something that I'm just like, I always talk to myself a lot. <laughs> like if you lived with me, she'd be like, she's just writing you know what I mean it's like crazy and I always act everything out because if I if if it doesn't make sense as my character I'm saying I take it out yeah yeah so I'm, I have a very weird process <laughs> no actually I feel like I'm very similar like I need to have um my opening image like set before I can start writing I have to walk like every two hours like I have a six mile minimum every day and that's like when I'm right dreaming like kind of nice creating story in my head because I need to see it before I sit down with it and then yeah. I also watch film and tv that like has similar genres and structures that's a big deal to me um and I also talk out loud I I am so just for disclosure purposes like I'm actually half East Indian um my mother was born in Pakistan and my family's from India and so I one of the pilots I had written was sort of a growing up in this like mixed race house that was very white and very brown but culturally leaning to the brown side. And it's this running joke that I'm like the whitest person in my family. So this pilot is based on that. But when I was reading all the characters and it's very female focused, I was speaking like my Nana spoke because she was a character or my auntie spoke. And so having all these different like accents out loud was probably the strangest thing for anybody who could hear me. I'm just like this woman sitting alone in an empty apartment with 15 different Indian accents all of a sudden like, it it's helpful to me but I can understand yeah how like strange that must be on the other side yeah right but it's you know it's it's a process we all have one it's what I need to let it out so yeah I mean if you can't hear it land properly it's probably not working but I think like I don't know how you don't have it read or said out loud or anything like that you yeah especially oh yeah especially you being like the actress <laughs> I mean that that's got to help a lot because it's like you're thinking about not that like every writer should be thinking about what the actor is going to say at that stage at all, but it does help. Like, 
yeah. how, how you want to have that line delivered or like, what's the intention behind that? Cause that's going to affect the theme and, and the whole other scenes. And it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and also just like saying it out loud, it makes it more casual or like grounded. And then you can change it on the page so that it's reflective of like normal speech, you know, instead of like loftiness or contriteness that sort of happens in dialogue sometimes, or like, what am I actually trying to say here? Yeah. How can I show it instead of telling it so <clears throat> whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, wait, maybe we should write something together. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always down. I'm always down to collaborate. Um, but this has been an awesome episode. I hate to say it, but that is a wrap Yay. on Sarah's episode. I wish Helena, you missed out. <laughs> no, we'll have, we'll have her on again if she listens. And Charles, oh well. <laughs> no, he's he's busy working on an overnight shoot. So I hope that goes well for him. Um, I wish I was there. I wish I was there with him. But um, seriously, Sarah, thank you so much for coming. I hope you had a good time. I did. It was lovely. It was lovely speaking with you and finally seeing you person to person. I know. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait to see any of the work that you put out. Um, so how can people, speaking of followers, how can people like find you and, and connect with you in any way or like see your work? Um, everything I have is Sarah Stunt. So my handles, my website, my, in, my IMDb, it's all Sarah Stunt. That's how you Awesome. Yeah. So amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I have to plug this, but don't, don't, don't <laughs> follow us on our Instagram at set underscore stories underscore podcast. Um, go to setstories.com. We have merch there for you guys to buy and wear to set, to sleep, to wherever you want while you're writing. You know, it could work. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. Stay kind. Keep making movies. Don't give up. Um, Sarah, so thank you so much for your uh your, op your opinions and your insight, it helped me out a lot. I was okay. feeling, for real, I was feeling really low and then this this made me feel happy. So well, honestly. Anything you wanna talk about the downs and the ups of this industry, I'm here. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Sarah, once again. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>